Welcome to this Catholic Family News special report coming to you today, November 8th, 2020, the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost and the octave of the Feast of All Saints. As always, I am Brian McCall, the Editor-in-Chief of Catholic Family News, and we are coming to you tonight because of some breaking news of a new letter issued by uh, Archbishop Carlo uh, Maria Vigano, uh, who has uh, really been the Bishop of the Year uh, for us. He writes in reference to the U.S. presidential election today and the chaos that we are seeing ensuing from it. And he writes not like the Vatican or the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, which after the fake media declared Joe Biden the president, even though they have no authority to do so. Uh, the Vatican and the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops congratulated him on becoming, which he's not yet, uh, the uh, second Catholic <clears throat> president of the United States. Again, great scandal to, to lavish praise and congratulations on this man. Uh, just shows they are still pandering to the, the, the new world order. Well, uh, the void God has sent us to be filled by Archbishop Vigano, who speaks words, very strong words, uh, but words of consolation to us at this time. He draws important parallels between this uh, cheating that's been going on in the election to steal the election and COVID-19, that the fake uh, news of COVID-19, and even makes an interesting reference to the conclave which elected Pope Francis. So we will post this letter on the Catholic Family News website. You can read it yourself. Uh, but for those who may not be able to sit down and read it, I'm going to read the uh, document to you now so you can listen to it. Uh, and uh, that may be a, a way of spreading its message even, even more. But uh, if people would rather read, you can certainly read it. So I will begin reading uh, these words of a true pastor to us tonight. The world in which we find ourselves living is, to use an expression from the gospel, in se divisum, Matthew 12, 25. This division, it seems to me, consists of a split between reality and fiction, objective reality on one side and the fiction of the media on the other. This certainly applies to the pandemic, which has been used as a tool of social engineering that is instrumental to the Great Reset, but it applies even more to the surreal American political situation in which the evidence of a colossal electoral fraud is being censored by the media, which now proclaims Joe Biden's victory as an accomplished fact. The reality of COVID is blatantly in contrast with what the mainstream media wants us to believe. But this is not enough to dismantle the grotesque castle of falsehoods to which the majority of the population conforms with resignation. In a similar way, the reality of electoral fraud, of blatant violations of the rules, and the systemic falsification of the results contrasts with the narrative given to us by the information giants who say that Joe Biden is the new president of the United States, period. And so it must be. There are no alternatives either to the supposed devastating fury of a seasonal flu that caused the same number of deaths as last year, 
or to the inevitability of the election of a candidate who is corrupt and subservient to the deep state. In fact, Biden has already promised to restore the lockdown. Reality no longer matters. It is absolutely irrelevant when it stands between the conceived plane and its realization. COVID and Biden are two holograms, two artificial creations, ready to be adapted time and time again to contingent needs on respectively replaced when necessary with COVID-21 and Kamala Harris. The accusations of irresponsibility thrown at Trump supporters for holding rallies vanish as soon as Biden supporters gather in the streets, as has already happened for BML, BLM demonstrations. What is criminal for some people is permitted for others without explanations, without logic, without rationality. The mere fact of being on the left, of voting for Biden, of putting on the mask is a pass to do anything, while simply being on the right, voting for Trump, or questioning the effectiveness of masks is sufficient reason for condemnation and an execution that does not require any evidence or a trial. They are ipso facto labeled as fascists, sovereignists, populists, deniers, and those labeled with those social stigmas are supposed to simply silently withdraw. We thus return to that division between good people and evil people that is ridiculed when it is used by one side, ours, and conversely held up as an incontestable postulate when used by our adversaries. We have seen this with the contemptuous comments responding to my words about the children of light and the children of darkness, as if any apocalyptic tones were the fruit of a ravingly mad mind and not the simple observation of reality. But by disdainfully rejecting this biblical division of humanity, they have actually confirmed it, restricting to themselves alone the right to give the stamp of social, political, and religious legitimacy. They are the good ones, even if they support the killing of the innocent, and we are supposed to get over it. They are the ones supporting democracy, even if in order to win elections, they must always resort to deception and fraud, even fraud that is blatantly evident. They are the defenders of freedom, even if they deprive us of it day after day. They are objective and honest, even if their corruption and their crimes are now obvious, even to the blind. The dogma that they despise and deride in others is indisputable and incontrovertible when it is they who promote it. But as I have said previously, they are forgetting a small detail a particular that they cannot understand. The truth exists in itself. It exists regardless of whether there is someone who believes it, because the truth 
possesses in itself ontologically its own reason for validity. The truth cannot be denied because, because it is an attribute of God. It is God himself. And everything that is true participates in this primacy over lies. We can thus be theologically and philosophically certain that these deceptions, ours, are numbered because it will be enough to shine light on them to make them collapse. Light and darkness precisely. So let us allow light to be shed on the deceptions of Biden and the Democrats without taking even one step back. The fraud that they have plotted against President Trump and against America will not remain standing for long nor will the worldwide fraud of COVID, the responsibility of the Chinese dictatorship, the complicity of the corrupt and traitors, and the enslavement of the deep church. Tout se tient. Everything fits together. In this panorama of systematically constructed lies spread by the media, with a disturbing impudence, the election of Joe Biden is not only desired, but it is considered indispensable and therefore true and therefore definitive. Even though the vote counts are not completed, even though the vote verifications and recounts are only just beginning, even though the lawsuits alleging fraud have only just been filed, Biden must become president because they have already decided it. The vote of the American people is valid only if it ratifies the narrative. Otherwise, it is reinterpreted, dismissed as plebiscite drift, populism, and fascism. It is therefore not surprising that the Democrats have such coarse and violent enthusiasm for the candidate in pectore, nor that the media and the official commentators have such uncontainable satisfaction, nor that political leaders from around the world are expressing their support and psychophantic subjection to the deep state. We are watching a race to see who can arrive first, elbowing and sprawling to show off so that they can be seen to have always believed in the crushing victory of the democratic puppet. But if we understand that the sycophancy of world heads of state and party secretaries is simply a part of the trite script of the global left, we are frankly left quite disturbed by the declarations of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops immediately republished by Vatican News, which with disturbing cross-eyedness credits itself with having supported the second Catholic president in the history of the United States, apparently forgetting the not negligible detail that Biden is avidly pro-abortion, a supporter of LGBT ideology and of anti-Catholic globalism. The Archbishop of Los Angeles, Jose H. Gomez, profaning the memory of the Cristeros martyrs of his native country, says bluntly, the American people have spoken. The frauds that have been denounced and widely proven matter little. 
the annoying formality of the vote of the people, albeit adulterated in a thousand ways, must now be considered to be concluded in favor of the standard bearer of aligned mainstream thought. We have read not without retching the posts of James Martin, S.J., and all those courtiers who are paving to get on Biden's chariot, sorry, who are pawing to get on Biden's chariot in order to share in his ephemeral triumph. Those who disagree, those who ask for clarity, those who have recourse to the law to see their rights protected, do not have any legitimacy and must be silent, resign themselves and disappear or rather they must be united with the exultant choir, applaud and smile. Those who do not accept are threatening democracy and must be ostracized. As may be seen, there are still two sides, but this time they are legitimate and indisputable because it is they who impose them. It is indicative that the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops and Planned Parenthood are both expressing their satisfaction for the presumed electoral victory of the same person. The unanimity of consensus recalls the enthusiastic support of the Masonic Lodges on the occasion of the election of Jorge Mario Bergoglio, which was also not free from the shadow of fraud within the conclave, and was equally desired by the deep state. As we know clearly from the emails of John Podesta and the ties of Theodore McCarrick and his colleagues with the Democrats and with Biden himself, a very nice little group of cronies, no doubt about it. With these words of the USCCB, the Pactum Scleraris, plot to commit a crime between the deep state and the deep church is confirmed and sealed. The enslavement of the highest levels of the Catholic hierarchy to the new world order, denying the teaching of Christ and the doctrine of the church. Taking note of this is the first imperative step in order to understand the complexity of the present events and consider them in a supernatural eschatological perspective. We know Indeed, we firmly believe that Christ, the one true light of the world, has already conquered the darkness that obscures it. American Catholics must multiply their prayers and beg the Lord for a special protection for the President of the United States. I ask priests, especially during these days, to recite the exorcism against Satan and the apostate angels and to celebrate the motivative mass pro defensione ab hostibus. Let us confidently ask for the intervention of the Blessed Virgin Mary, to whom's immaculate heart we consecrate the United States of America and the entire world. Carlo Maria Vigano, Archbishop, November 8th, 2020, Dominica, 23rd post Pentecost. So there you have it, the text, uh, the uh, pastoral letter, I would call it, of Archbishop Vigano to the American public. God has sent us a bishop, a pastor for our time. And again, what he is seeing, this is not just about politics, it is about an alliance of the deep state with the deep church. 
this is no coincidence, he says, that Planned Parenthood and the USCCB are both congratulating this fraudster. So let us keep the faith. Let us do what he said. We must pray even more. If we prayed and made sacrifices before the vote, let us pray and make sacrifices that the truth will prevail in our times. Uh, let us, uh, priests who are listening, please perform the exorcism against the devil. Say the vote of mass in defense against our enemies. We need uh, to bring in all of our supernatural allies in this fight uh, that is uh, unfolding before our eyes. So we are delighted that we've been able to bring this letter to you. Again, if you wish to read the text, it is available on our website. I'm sure we'll have more to say about the situation in our weekly news roundup on next Friday. Thank you, and uh, may uh, God bless you. May God bless our country. May he bless the entire world. Thank you. Peter,